When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, everybody, to the Hockey Think Tank podcast brought to you by thehockeythinktank.com, a website for all players, parents, and coaches to go for a little bit of education, a little bit of inspiration regarding the greatest game on the planet. Oh my gosh, today's episode is, I know we say this quite a bit, but this I think was my favorite one that we've done, and Jeff and I had our moms on the episode, uh, which was really, really cool, and uh, both of them gave some great perspective about being hockey moms, uh, embarrassed the both of us uh, a little bit with some of the things that they did when when we were growing up, uh, but all in all, it was an unbelievably fun conversation, uh, but before we get to that conversation, let's get to my partner on the podcast, Jeff Lavecchio. Jeff, what's shaking today? Well, as you know, but our listeners don't, it's actually uh, 10.30 p.m., Central Standard Time and 11.30 p.m. your time. Had a long day today. A lot of protein, carbs, and vegetables, and I'm feeling good. And we just had, uh, again, every time I say it, when we hang up a call, I think we have one of our best podcasts yet. That was uh, that was really fun. I definitely thought my mom was going to cry, and the listeners will have to actually listen to the whole interview to find out if she does. Um, <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Sp- Spoiler, I was right. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, you know, just a lot of love in that in that podcast. I was feeling it. I was liking it. Yeah, there's nothing like a hockey mom. Honestly, like wow. hockey moms make the hockey world go round. If it wasn't for them, we wouldn't have a sport. Like literally, we would not have a sport because they do so much for us. And um, in front of the scenes, behind the scenes, you know, it, we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for them. So it was really cool to kind of get their take and their perspective on, you know, what hockey mom, uh, means, what being a hockey mom means, um, how much they enjoyed being hockey moms. And, uh, you know, ultimately we got to share some of our stories and share some of our thoughts about how appreciative we are of, uh, of what our moms did for us. Yeah, it was really cool, you know, and, uh, you know, it's not really something I just talk about with my mom on the random day, you know, <laughs> appreciative I am. I mean, you know, every now and then, you know. We I don't say it like, enough, not even close. No, we don't say it enough because they did so much for us. Like, you know, we weren't riding buses with the team. It was my mom driving us everywhere. And, you know, occasionally my dad as well. He did a lot too. But, you know, my mom was all the practices because my dad was at work. And, you know, all the, all the, most of the trips and, you know, like she was just always there and she had to do a lot and sacrifice a lot of time, effort, energy, money, all the above. And I know your mom is the same. And it's pretty funny to listen to their answers because I wouldn't say that your mom and my mom are, are you know, two peas in a pod as far as their, their um, type of personalities. But both of their answers were so similar, uh, you know, to, to a lot of the questions that you posed to them, um, you know, and it's like, well, were we – 
you know, we always say, you know, success is a relative term. I'd say we were pretty successful in hockey and, and, you know, were we successful because of the way that they approached us, you know, as we grew up or, or did they become that way because we were good? It's just kind of interesting, but it was cool how their answers were all pretty similar and they acted, you know, very, very alike in the way that, that they, you know, interacted with us in hockey. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. It was fun to kind of hear them interact too and, and kind of talk to each other about certain things and certain stories yeah. um, because, I, I mean, they're in-laws, right? Like uh, my mom married your mom's brother, but, uh, you know, they kind of shared a bond through hockey and, you know, with the two of us playing together sometimes and um, even, you know, when we would get together for family gatherings and, you know, all the boys would go down and kill each other playing knee hockey and stuff um well it was funny when the girls actually got involved with that when our sisters they were probably the most competitive out of out of any of us but um just kind of cool to hear our moms interact and and share you don't want to call them war stories but share you know stories of you know some of the great times that they had some of the tough times that they had with us too and um yeah all in all just a really really special episode for us it was really cool to kind of connect with our moms in that way yeah, it was a super, super fun episode. Very informative for any hockey parent, I think, whether you're a mom or a, or a dad. I don't think it really matters. Um, or a grandpa or an uncle or a brother or somebody who's, you know, going to, to their to their relatives' hockey games. Just kind of how to interact with them and how to talk with them. And, um, you know, at least, you know, the way that it worked for us. It doesn't mean it worked for everyone. But pretty interesting to hear that stuff because, you know, there, there are those parents out there that are you know, kind of pushing their kids and forcing them to go to extra skates and forcing them to go to workouts. And it's like, you know, I don't, I don't think that that ever is going to win in the long run. Um, so it was interesting to hear, hear those things and, and, you know, the war stories, you know, some funny stories, both of them had. So pretty good times. That was, that was a super fun podcast. Yeah, for sure. So I guess without further ado, let's, uh, let's hand it over to, uh, my mom, Debbie Scott, and your mom, Colleen Lavecchio. Here we go. We are really, really excited to have on this week's podcast episodes the most important people in Jeff and I's lives are mothers. So we have on one side in Chicago, Illinois, Debbie Scott. Mom, what's going on? Say hello to the listeners. Hello, listeners. <laughs> And down in St. Louis, right to Jeff's right side, I can see her on my computer. Unfortunately, I can't be in the same house with my mom right now, but Jeff and, and his mom, Colleen Lavecchio, are together. So, Colleen, how are we doing today? We're doing great, thank you. How so, are you? Oh, doing fantastic, doing fantastic. So, first, got to ask you, so what do you guys think about this whole podcast thing that we're doing? Well, I love it. I've been, uh, it's been keeping me entertained on my rides to and from work. I'm all caught up. I've read them all or listened to them all, I should say. <laughs> Jeff, great interview with my son, Topher. It's hard to get him to talk. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you, you talked about your uh, drive to Texas, that long drive to Texas. You were there. And I was in the car with you. Yeah. Yep. And I think we said about two words to each other <laughs> oh god <laughs> we were just enjoying the peace and quiet driving 
Well, I know, I know with the amount of kids you have and, and, uh, and by the amount of kids, I'm including your husband and my father in that as well. He's, he's a big kid that sometimes peace and quiet is, is nice for a mom. So I think, uh, all the hockey moms out there would actually enjoy that. <laughs> yeah. It was a very, very nice drive. Um, just straight boom roasted by aunt Debs. No big deal. She said she liked it, dude. She said it was good. She, yeah. it was, she was peaceful. We're driving through like, you know, like Amarillo, Texas, nothing going on. There's nothing more peaceful than that. Yeah, totally. Exactly. It's, it's like fart. <laughs> How about you, Ankal? What do you think? I think you guys are doing a great job. And I think that your topics and the people that you're bringing on will probably help a lot of uh, parents, players, fans, and coaches. Well, that's, uh, that's certainly the I'm really whole... proud of you guys. Oh, well, thank you. I really like that you have so many different professions on yep. and they're all talking about the same thing. Yeah. Like what, what are some of the things that you like that, uh, those people are talking about? Just, it's all about people and relationships and you have a writer, a coach, um, a trainer, you have all these different professions and they're all helping kids the same way with the same ideas, but in a different profession. I think it's so cool. Well, thanks. Well, thanks. Well, that's, uh, that's the goal, but we obviously know that, uh, the, the hockey world, which is the world that we kind of live in is, is basically ran by hockey moms. (laughs) And, uh, had it not been for hockey moms, I don't think the sport of hockey would, uh, would be anything. So, you know, we just wanted to kind of go through your guys' journeys as, as hockey moms. And, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of moms out there that can sympathize with a lot of the things that, that you guys went through watching us go through our, you know, hockey careers through the ups and the downs and and the good and the bad and all that kind of stuff. But before we kind of get into that, you know, you guys, before you were hockey moms, were both hockey sisters and hockey wives. Um, both of your brothers played hockey. Um, you know, both of your husbands were involved in hockey Aunt Kyle with, uh, you know, uncle Phil, he was a, a referee at, at, at some high levels and, and mom. And, and one thing I do want to ask you, mom, is the fact that, you know, when you met dad, he was playing on the same team as your brother. And that is like a huge, huge, huge no, no. So, <laughs> so <laughs> like, uh, Talk to me a little bit about that because I don't know. Like now that I think about it, it's uh, it, that was kind of bad by dad, you know, stealing his uh, his teammate's sister. That that's uh, that's a little bit of a no no. So what happened there? Ballsy. Oh, actually, Uncle Mike was so excited that I was dating Bobby Scott. He was so so excited. All he talked about was Bobby Scott, <laughs> and I I was like, well, who is Bobby Scott? <laughs> So he was, wasn't stealing. He was, Michael was handing me over. (laughs) Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, talk to us a little bit. Maybe I'll I'll first ask you and call, you know, a little bit about, you know, being uh, a hockey brother or not a hockey brother, a hockey sister um, to to my dad and and a little bit of, of your um, experience and being a hockey wife with, uh, with uncle Phil and and his travels and, and what he was doing in the referee world. Oh, man. Uh, So Uncle Bob started when he was right right around 11 years old, and I'm two years older than him, basically. Um, So we just always were at the ice rink. Um, Grandpa had to start roughing to help pay for hockey. 
so we were there for refereeing or we were there when Bobby had practice or games or things like that. And we all fell in love with the sport. I really don't remember like watching a lot of it when I was younger, maybe grandpa did, but I don't, I don't really remember that. Um, I remember being, um, uh, introduced to it once Bobby started playing. And then, uh, I was 20. Uncle Phil was a ref. Grandpa knew him. Um, and tell we, him who Uncle Phil is. Oh, Uncle Phil is my, well, <laughs> not told for the listeners. Oh, Uncle <laughs> Phil is my husband. Um, and, uh, he had just gotten back from Finland. He had done the world juniors over there in Finland in 1979, 80. Not I think it was. a big deal. Yeah. And, uh, and then after that, we traveled all over the place cause he was roughing in the CCHA and he was roughing some, uh, pro leagues and col and different college leagues. And so it just, it was a way of life. <laughs> I don't I, know if you or Jeff had a choice. <laughs> no, I don't think we did. I don't think we did at all. Mom, how about you in terms of, you know, being a hockey, hockey sister, two of your brothers played hockey. Um, you know, one played in the OHL, one played college hockey. And then, uh, you know, being a, a hockey wife to uh, the madman, Bobby Scott. Well, you know what? As a sister, I loved it. I mean, even my brother, who's 10 years younger than me, I was in college and I would go on his hockey trips when I was home. I always loved it. I loved the people. I made so many friends and um, I was drawn to it. So it was destiny that I met a hockey player because it was in my life and I loved it in my life. Well, I hockey, can... Uh, Go ahead. Wife of coach is the toughest role, though, I will have to say, of all my roles with sister, mother, wife, because um, you're a little disconnected as a coach's wife, um, and uh, losses are tougher on a husband than a son. <laughs> so that was always my toughest role, because I always wanted to be very supportive and make sure I didn't say the wrong things and... Um, help him with his coaching. I can see that. I can understand that. Like you're the coach, so you know we kind of. I remember like uh, when this is my first year coaching. Uh, my head coach Mike Barrow was like, you know, you, you can't really like go have a drink at the bar with the parents. You know, you, you can't always do that kind of thing. Like because somebody could be mad at you and somebody could. Miss ah, you. that's BS. Yes, you can. I think you can. But like. <laughs> when it gets into like some of those, some of those situations, like we've, you know, it's, I can see where it could get sticky, you know? Well, I worried, I worried more about saying the wrong thing, you know, as a hockey parent, you're all kind of in it together. Right. And we just had lots of parties and kept everybody close, you know, as, as the wife, you, you just worried a little bit more about not saying the wrong thing, but I always enjoyed every role. <laughs> And Deb just walks in and she's like, yeah, how about little Timmy? Bobby told me he sucked last night. <laughs> I guess you say that, you know, he's just have a mouth fart or a brain fart. And there's a whoop, whoops, everybody hates you. 
I agree I, though. Like I think it's uh, being a coach's wife is tough. I mean, I always kind of said that even for, especially for, for college coaches, like if you really want to know what's going on in, in the coach's head, ask his wife. <laughs> she's the person that he, he vents to. She's the person that when he comes home from the rink every day and he's just got to kind of unload, she's the one that, that does that. So, um, yeah, I, I agree. I, I think the hockey wives, they, and with all the travel and everything too, they, they get it. They're in a tough spot. They're super women. That's for sure. Uh, I, I gotta say, I think hockey wife of a ref is pretty hard. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have to listen to a little bit more abuse. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember we were in Springfield, Illinois. We didn't have kids yet. It was a junior team that he was roughing, and there were guys sitting in front of me, literally spitting in cups, and then said, "We're gonna go throw this on the ref." And I went and got security. So <laughs> didn't up with the cup of stuff on his head. Yeah, you did. Who roasted spitter guys? I, <laughs> I generally would not sit by anybody, but you know, when you're in a game and the rink is packed, you you have to sit by someone. So yeah, that that's a little hot, tough too. That's funny. Yeah, you go, Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I normally could let it roll off my back, but that was one instance that, I, I, yeah, that was tough. Oh, that's really funny. Well, transitioning from there, we've talked about our dads enough. We can uh, now we'll talk a little bit about us, Jeff, and uh, and, <laughs> and our and our relationships with uh, with our moms. So, you know, just wanted to ask you guys because Jeff and I talk about the podcast or talk on the podcast all the time about you know how lucky we were to have the parents that we did and the situations that you guys put us in um, as we were kind of moving up the hockey ranks, specifically in youth hockey. So, you know, we wanted to ask you guys, you know, were, were there specific things that you and and our dads talked about? Were there certain things that you guys did to try and help put us in the right environment for us to develop? Because Jeff and I both have really, really huge passion for the game. I don't think there's any doubts about that. Um, and was there anything that you guys did to, to kind of help us foster that? Yeah, absolutely. We always talked about who you'd be playing for. I mean, we were lucky enough that, you know, you had the talent that we could kind of always steer towards the better human being. We, we were able to make those choices. And those were the biggest choices that we made were just who you were going to play for. Interesting. How about you, Anka? Uh, so being in St. Louis, we did not have that luxury um, just because it's a much smaller market. Um, until right. recently, we did not have another AAA organization here in St. Louis. So um, you played for, you know, if you wanted to play at that level, you played for whoever. We were very fortunate that we had Scott Sanderson as a coach for Jeff. Yeah. Couldn't, couldn't have picked a better human being to to. Um, mold him as a hockey player and help us mold him as a person. Great man. Yeah. And uh, anybody in St. Louis listening, Scott is also my realtor. So if you're looking for a good realtor, <laughs> <laughs> Scott Sanderson's your guy. Uh, I like it. I like it. Love. 
you know, but I, in I, obviously who who we played for was was really important to you guys, just as you said. But just in terms of like day to day conversations and and uh, you know the way that we interacted, you know, mother to son and things like that. Were there certain things that you guys tried to impart on us? Were there certain things that you you know tried to talk to us about to make sure that you know we were having fun or make sure that we were along the right path? We never believed in having conversations with the coach about Jeff playing uh, ever. Um, We always told him that if he had questions or concerns that he needed to talk to the coach about it. Um, When he was younger, we took him skating all the time. That was something that uh, Phil did with him a lot. Um, And we just, because he was so passionate about it, it made it easy to uh, try and help him in any way that we could. Yeah, cool. Mom, how about you? Um, We were just all about making it a family event and having fun. Um, Because your games were a family event for all of us. Mm -hmm. You and your three siblings and your grandparents and your cousins. And um, so... It was the culture, the the hockey culture and the family environment that we kind of enjoyed and wanted you to enjoy over the years. What about, uh, Aunt Deb, i got a question for you. What if Tove had a bad game? What are you saying when you get back in the car? I don't know if I remember. I mean, I had Max and Jake who were taking so much of my I'm <laughs> a little kid, you know? <laughs> so I don't know if I remember. I mean, I know I'm very competitive, and Bobby's very competitive. Um, so I don't know what I do. You talk, do you remember what I would say? I I don't. I don't think we talked a ton about it. To be honest with you, I think it was just when the game was over, it was over, and that was it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think we kind of had the rule that we didn't talk about games after the game, and we just kind of stuck about stuck with that. Good rule. Yeah, I, don't, <laughs> I don't remember us really talking that much about it either. I, I You know, if, if, if uh, Jeff wanted to talk about it, then we would answer whatever he asked, or you know, but otherwise yeah. we did not, like, harp on it or... or yeah point out, you know, his coach was his coach. I was, Phil and I weren't there to be his coach. So yeah, we tried to, we tried to let the coach coach him. And, and if he complained ever about something, we would always say, you have to talk to the coach about it. Yeah. We, yeah. yeah. Agree. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. Jeff is such a complainer too. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I love- I remember I'm on one time sitting in the stands at one of your games. And uh, I think this is one of the years with Stan. And there were just a bunch of parents behind me talking, like saying, oh, my God, he's saying this to my son. Oh, my God, he's saying this to my son. Oh, my God, look, he's saying this to my son. And I turned around and I went, can you hear that from here? (laughs) (laughs) I don't think they said a word (laughs) for the season. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> Never assume what the coach has on his brain, right? Yeah. 
Well, they wouldn't. He's that huge Russian accent too, so they wouldn't even be able to understand him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. But uh, you know, one thing I also wanted to ask you guys about, and uh, you know, I think people will get a lot out of this. Is both of you guys were pretty active, you know, in terms of you know, being managers of the team or being part of kind of like, I don't know if you want to call it leadership groups or the parents or stuff like that, but you had some pretty big sway with the parents that were on the teams. Like, you know, mom, I know we've talked about it specifically, but when you were a manager, like what were some of the things that you did to kind of rein in the parent culture, you know, cause that can be something that's uh, a little bit dicey at times. So, you know, what were some I things assigned, that you specifically did? I assigned people duties. Yeah. I assigned people duties. Um, and I threw lots of parties. And when we had trips, we had group meals. I just made sure everybody was included all the time. And um, if somebody was having, you know, troubles, then I just gave them something important to do and they felt a part of it. Uh, we had a lot of camaraderie. And um, I, over the years, I can't even maybe just a handful of people that maybe didn't get it, but, um, the coaches always stressed, find the positive people, go hang with the positive people. Um, you talk about culture a lot. It is it's a lot about the culture. Um, I had parents that if they didn't behave in the stands, then they had to run the penalty box like the next <laughs> game. It was called parent timeout. You know, <laughs> I had, and after a while, I had parents come and um, tattle on themselves. Ooh, I couldn't control myself that game. So can I do the box with you next game? No way. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, So you you get people involved. You make them feel a part of it. And you have parties. You make everybody a family. And we enjoyed that. It was so much fun. I actually remember Aunt Deb always being a manager of your teams. And I remember, and now that I'm like thinking back and she's bringing it up, I, like, I just remember thinking everything you always had on your teams in Chicago was, you know, in St. Louis, people probably won't like this, but I tell them how bad it was back in the day. Not bad, but how it was different. Like you guys, I felt like you guys just had it so together. I felt like every time I came to practice with you in Chicago for CYA, wherever you were, like every once in a while, um, the parents like were hanging out together and we're having fun. And I felt like you're always hockey parties with all the parents and the, the kids at your houses. And I remember thinking like, I don't really remember doing that many of those in St. Louis. And I just thought, and your teams were better. Like, you know, all the parents were like such good friends cause they partied together all the time. I just remember, you know, looking back now and thinking like you guys had it together. Yeah. Do you remember the musical year? Yeah. Yeah. We had like a, a parent band, like legitimate parent band. There were a couple guys played the guitar. Somebody played the drums. Drum. Actually, actually, Butch, it was, uh, no, it wasn't. I can't remember who the people were, but, um, yeah, that was, that was hilarious. We had a party. Piano. At, yeah. We had a party at our house and, um, the parents got up and just absolutely jammed and, uh, it was almost like a little concert. It was pretty cool. Unreal. Yeah. We moved the furniture. Yeah. It was really fun. Yeah, we. Uh, so I wasn't a manager for any teams that Jeff was on, but I was started out as a registrar at Creve Corps, and I did yeah, that, I that for four years. And then I 
started working for the St. Louis Sting, um, which was the first junior team that was here in uh, St. Louis. And I did that for five years. And I have been um, the the um, accounts receivable person. I was also on the board and I was registrar years ago when Jeff was still playing, but I've been doing that for 23 years. Yeah, I remember that. That's a tough so, one. And, and I still do that today. So it was kind of different. I wasn't... Uh, our, our parents, you know, in St. Louis, um, people lived all over the place. And a lot of people here, their kids also played um, high school hockey is a big, very big thing here. And a lot of the kids played for that. Um, but I I tended to sit by myself at games because I I have a hard time when people are yelling at kids and, and refs. So I would generally sit by myself but and then talk to everybody out in the in the lobby. Plus, I enjoyed watching the game. <laughs> you know, I really, well, I was, really enjoy the games. I mean, it, I, I watched them for years, and I, I love the sport. I used to stand at a pole and watch Max run one way, Jake run <laughs> the other Jake way, the other. and then watch the game in the middle. So I had the full peripheral going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. That's so yeah. funny. And one thing I actually wanted to ask you guys too, because, um, you know, both Jeff and I have sisters that are two years younger than us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that had to have been tough to be honest with you. Like, cause Jeff and I, like we were always traveling all over the place and, you know, hockey takes a huge toll on, on a family's, you know, everything. And so did you guys like, there's a lot of hockey sisters out there. Um, did you guys like specifically do anything with them or talk to them about just the amount of attention that was given to us in our hockey careers? Um, was that something that you guys felt like you had to balance as well? Cause I know what our sisters would there say. There were always great <laughs> sisters. Jesse always had great sisters on the team. Again, family event. The trips were fun. Um, junk food heaven, unfortunately, was always a nice treat for me, for Jesse. <laughs> but, um, and even Sam and Jesse together. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they, I think they loved it as much as I did as a sister and as you did as a sister. Yeah. I th- uh, and they had each other to commiserate with. And, <laughs> and let's don't forget that their brothers have always been so kind. Um, I think it was this Christmas, maybe, we mentioned the fact that all the boys in the family have all this space in Grandma's room, <laughs> basement. Yeah. And Jesse and Sam have a wall in between the bathroom and the laundry room with a picture. <laughs> <laughs> they are the only two females amongst many Boy yeah. cousins. Seven so they, boys I think, Yeah, the two of them have been able to conquer together. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think we all we I all know that, that Jeff I, is the favorite. Uh, oh please, um, I think too. Like I, I made a mom time up. Okay, truth. <laughs> <laughs> we mom, all know that. Mom, continue. <laughs> Um, I, I did things away from the, like I, Sam, of course, went to everything. So she did, did get to travel. There were sisters on some of the teams that Jeff was on, but also I think that I would try to do things like go and get her nails done. We'd always go to movies. We, I, I tried to compensate that that way. It got harder the older you guys got. And especially when Jeff first moved away from home, because I 
when I traveled with him, even when he lived with you guys in Chicago, I would go to the games right. that were away. I wouldn't come to always to the ones in Chicago, but I went to the away games. And so um, I did, I was conscious of it, the time spent, but um, I, I, you know, I think they're both great girls. I think they turned out okay, despite of the two of you. <laughs> Ouch. Seriously. Uh, well, turning a page now yeah. after that little jab. Um, you guys do it. That's <laughs> true. Um, you know, in, in our hockey journeys, I wanted to ask you guys, like, what was your favorite part about it? You know, like, what, what did you really enjoy about being, you know, hockey moms and being our hockey moms as we kind of went through because a lot of ups and downs some some really cool ups so what would you guys say are kind of your favorite moments in uh in in our our careers together because you guys are a big part of it just watching you play god I, i mean i just loved watching you play i i could tell you enjoyed it so much and i just loved watching you play. I would agree. Yeah, I would agree. And and you always, um, I was always so happy when you guys worked so hard and achieved what you wanted to achieve because I knew that that made you guys happy. And it was fun the times. It was nice because we did come to Chicago to play in tournaments and things like that. And it was always fun when you guys would play each other because all oh, yeah. Scots would be there, grandma and grandpa yeah. and uncles, all the <laughs> nieces and nephews. And we would make a weekend out of it um, or a week or, you know, grandma and grandpa have driven in Cornell and Western Michigan. They've been to Kalamazoo. They've been to Sweden. They've been all over the place. Um, they bought I, their van for you guys. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, it really is a family um, affair and, and, and hockey. I just feel like it's just not like any other sport. Uh, we have friends that we made the first year that we moved here that are hockey friends and they are hockey friends still I, I, today. They're our best friends. Yep. And I wouldn't trade any of that for anything. Exactly. Well, well, I got a question for you because I want to know what this is the answer. And Deb, what was your favorite moment or thing that happened to Tof or Tof, whatever, in hockey, like throughout his whole career? Like, what was your happiest memory for him, you know, or whatever, however? however so many, but I'm going to say his first game at Cornell, Bobby and I had no idea what this was all about. And we we were sitting in the front row, and Tofu was so much smaller than everybody. <laughs> we were like, "Oh my god!" I thought this was going to be a podcast where my size wasn't going to come up because it's we're like we're we're batting a thousand now. We're still batting a thousand. Congrats! No, but I'm going to finish my favorite thought. And you and Ray like had a system a goal together, and the connection that you guys made on that very first day and the experience on that very first day, I knew you were going to have just a great experience. And so I remember that moment and I wish 
every person could have that college experience. I don't know if you felt it was like that, but I just felt as a parent, the um, college experience that you had was what every parent wishes for their child. Yeah. It was good. Not going to lie. Enjoyed myself. <laughs> um, and before, Carl, I want to ask the same thing to you, but before I get to that, you know, mom, I remember when you and dad dropped me off at Cornell and, you know, when I went on my visit out there, I went on my own, um, mm-hmm. you know, so I think it was the first time that you guys saw it. And I just, mm-hmm. I honestly, I distinctly remember, you know, showing up at, at our dorm and there were like six Cornell hockey players that were there to greet us. And we literally did not take a piece of um, luggage and and equipment out of the car. Like the guys took everything out and like basically unpacked me, moved me in. And then I was like with them. Like, what was that like for you? Just like seeing that happen. Um, first time that I, this is the first time I was living an, away from home ever, away from you guys. Like, what was that kind of experience like watching that? That must have been pretty, pretty surreal. I was so happy for you. Like, I, I remember I came home and I said, I didn't cry because I was so, I was more happy for you than sad for me. And, um, Jesse looked at me and said, well, when I go to college, you better cry. (laughs) (laughs) But I was so happy for, I was so in awe. I still, I was so in awe. I was so thankful for the immediate family that you had and the family that you chose. Cause you could tell that the culture was good. The minute you walked in there. Yeah. Cool. Cool. And, uh, Kyle, I'll flip it around to you. You know, what was your happiest moment in, uh, in watching Jeff through, through his hockey career? Uh, probably when he signed his contract, uh, we were there, they played their last game, uh, in college. It was his junior year and I think we were at Ferris State, yep. and then we came back home, back to school, and we knew that it was a possibility that he was going to be leaving. Um, and so his last game was on Sunday, and I remember Grandpa and Vinny actually were there, and they left and went home, and I stayed. Um, and Monday night, he got the call from his agent, and then I put him on the plane the next day, and he flew to Providence. And, and, uh, and I drove home and I I was just so happy for him because I, I, I knew how hard he worked and how much he wanted it. And it it was a cool, I mean, it was everything he'd always wanted to do. So, you know, when your kid gets that, I mean, obviously it's not a for sure thing, but you can't help but be happy for him. I remember, did you see me cry or no? No, I don't. When I said bye, I actually, so embarrassing, but whatever. I, I remember after I said bye to my mom, I turned to get on the plane, and it was a small plane flying out of Kalamazoo. Um, it was a small airport there. And, like, I, I guess I held off enough that you yeah, didn't see it. But as soon as I turned and I went to the plane, like, I kind of cried, like, to myself for a minute because I was, like, you know, went through a lot, you know, hard times, not being the best on the team, always having to put in all these hours, like, on my own. And I remember kind of like crying right before I got on the plane. I was like, all right, I'm, I'm going to do this. Well, I was crying too, but I, I know you, were you walked away. Yeah. <laughs> you, you Shocker. Shocker. Kelly cries at a Kleenex commercial, so that doesn't really say 
<laughs> so, Deb, Deb, do you remember when Jeff uh, came and lived with you? I don't know if Tofo remembered this either, but we had just gone to Hawaii over the summer and we came back and my mom had taken a picture of me in between these like tiki gods. And Jeff's birthday was a couple weeks after we dropped him off at your house. Oh. And I came back and I went and I bought him a picture frame that said, I love my mommy. <laughs> <laughs> And I said, okay, I don't care if this is out when I'm gone, but when I come, it'd be nice if I saw it in your room. <laughs> I do I remember that. Just me. <laughs> yeah, that was a great experience too. I mean, Jeff, the one year that you live with us, I, I feel like you made so many great friends that year, right? Mm-hmm. It's true. It's kind of weird uh, how that, that, whole year happened but they're still my best friends to this day and you know every time I come and visit the family in Chicago I get to see those guys so that it is kind of weird how impactful that year was on my life as as a player and as a person and it was fortunate for us because sorry uh it was fortunate for us because he got to go live with family and 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 spread his wings a little bit but still be protected by family and people that you knew cared about him. Jeff is very good at spreading his wings. <laughs> He's not afraid. Spread my wings, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Think about <coughs> is Mike Honcho. I spread my butt cheeks from Talladega night. <laughs> Oh, I remember the two of you always knowing the words to every movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot of, yeah. Lot of movie watching. And, you know, I'd we be might... in the family room, told be back in the kitchen. You know what I'm talking about. You know what? It's really funny <laughs> because. That is hockey. Yeah. We, yeah. Uh, and and so we, we actually do that a lot on the podcast where we, like, do movie lines. And I really hope that the listeners, at least some of them know what we're talking about. Well, I'll tell you what. I, I know, do. Oh, there you I go. do too. <laughs> I know for sure that some of the movies that we quote the young guys don't know. Like I quoted Wedding Singer the other day because when I was their age, that was like the only movie my team quoted. And when I see those guys from that, you know, 15 year or whatever it was, 14 year, we still say the same Wedding Singer quotes. And I asked in the gym the other day, I'm like, said it and nobody laughed. And I was like, that usually gets like a crazy laugh. Have you guys seen Wedding Singer? And they're like, what's that? And I just, I felt so old. It was, <laughs> it was so sad. Oh man. Uh, well here, let's, let's turn the page actually a little bit because, um, you know, something we wanted to ask you guys too is obviously there's a lot of ups and downs in, in hockey careers. And, um, Jeff and I both experienced plenty of them, um, specifically on the downside. Um, what was that like as moms when we were going through some of the tough stuff, you know, Jeff with, you know, maybe your concussions and and mom for me with, with some of the stuff that I went through maybe in junior hockey and with my injury, with my knee and stuff like that. Like, how did, how did you guys handle that? And, and do you guys remember like what, what were your kind of thoughts and feelings as we were kind of going through those tough times? Yeah, I I remember um, not saying what I really felt and saying what you needed to hear because it's hard to watch your kids go through things, but you have to let them. So dad and I could always say to each other what we wanted to get out 
And then together we would say to you what we felt was important for you to move forward. Interesting. So like what, so like, give me an example, like, like. Toph, you're going to grow. It just hit me, baby. It's like a gift. (laughs) That's a low blow. No pun intended. Oh oh my God. Took my opportunity. Sorry. Proceed. So like, what's an example of like something that you, you guys felt I needed to hear something? Was it like, you know, I was complaining about a coach or, you know, what, what would you say so was an example of that? So your first year in juniors, your first year in juniors was tough. And um, you didn't want to play. You, you weren't enjoying it. And I, dad and I would be like, oh my God, you know, like, we're killing our kid's psyche. <laughs> like, are we doing the right thing? you know so we were worried you know that you know we're we were hurting your development because you were yeah you probably went to juniors too soon and it was too tough and but to you we said okay so what what is going what's going to be the positive thing that we take out of this you know but behind the scenes dad and I were like dying (laughs) we wanted to help you and didn't know how and so, but to your face, we would say, okay, let's try and find the positive in this. And how are we going to get through this? Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and how about you, Kyle? Well, you brought it. The, the concussion year was a tough year. Really, oh, really, yeah. really, really tough year. Um, because he was so far away. Um, we really, at that time, we really didn't know anything about post-concussion syndrome, you know? And so you just, uh, you can't ask him every time you talk to him, how's your head, you know? Okay. So I remember grandma and, um, and, uh, and uncle Phil, my husband, um, calling me all the time. Have you talked to Jeff today? Have you talked to Jeff today? And I, I was the one who always tried not to ask him how he was feeling. I tried to talk about everything else because I knew it was something that, you know, he, he, he we had no idea what was going to happen. And he needed to, to have somebody that he could talk to that that wasn't the first question out of their mouth. So it's, that, that, that was a tough year. Yeah, Jeff. How did uh, how did your mama's support help you through that tough time, man? Yeah, uh, she actually did a great job. I mean, that was, you know, we talked about it on the one where you interviewed me and how hard that year was for me, and um, you know, go from signing a contract and me hearing like they're telling me they love me and that I'm definitely gonna play in the NHL to you know missing a year and a half and and thinking that like my dream slipped away out of my hands, like you know, from like such a stupid freak accident. And I was thinking I'd never play again. And, you know, every single day I'd go to the rink, like looking back on how like the treatment went, I feel like I probably should have just come home and seen doctors here would have been a way less stressful environment. You know, the concussions weren't known like Mm -hmm. as much back then. And so, you know, every single second of every day I'm at the rink, somebody's asking me, well, how do you feel? Like you look okay. And like, why can't you do this? And, and, and stuff like that. So my mom did such a good job of 
just talking to me about normal things and like not bringing it up as much as she could. And I know it was hard for her cause she's cried about a billion nights since then about it. But <laughs> no, she was, she was definitely, uh, and everybody we knew was asking how he was, you know, everybody was so excited for him in St. Louis, just, you know, all the guys he played with all of the parents that we were good friends with and stuff. And so uh, it was this kind of the same thing. Everybody just kept asking, you know, and uh, because they cared, of course, you know, but it's, it's hard because you there's nothing we could do. And there's nothing worse as a parent to know that there's nothing you can do to help them. You did a good job, Mom. Thanks. There's a Kleenex commercial. <laughs> I mean, there was nothing we could do, you know, and and we kept looking up online, you know, trying to get information about it. And, and it was finally Uncle Phil found something like in February. And that was already like six months, seven months after it happened. And and called a doctor in Baltimore that was doing a, a Buffalo. Buffalo that was doing a study. That he There were two doctors, one in Pittsburgh and one in Buffalo. And they were. Yeah. Uh, yeah and they were asking. Um, uh, he just asked, a, you know, left a message. And the doctor called him back in five minutes in Buffalo and said, here's my home number, my work number, my cell number, tell your son to call me, I can help him. And yeah, and- I actually, I don't remember that doctor's name. I wish I did because I, it, that was, that is the one who kind of started that ball yeah. rolling. And I talked to him and I talked to him for a while and he was so understanding and such a good guy. And you could tell that he was like a super high up there neurologist or whatever he was. Mm-hmm. And he took time out of his day to, to talk to me. And he's the one who advised me to go to the University of Pittsburgh Medical Clinic, where I talked with the you know the best doctors in the world with concussions and Mickey Collins, and that's what really started my my road to recovery. Back up until then, you know, concussion protocol for the NHL and the AHL, it was just nothing. It was so archaic, but there wasn't enough evidence or studies on on these, and I think people are still kind of skeptical, like of of like are these as bad as like people are thinking they are? You know, I couldn't even go to the grocery store without getting sick. You know, I couldn't be in there for more than three minutes. It was, it was nuts. So yeah, you guys are actually your research, like. And it affects everybody differently too. Like not everybody has all the same symptoms. So that's another part of it too. So yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, no more. We don't got to talk about that. That is great job. Colleen, you just, you just hit the main point here, I think which is as a mother, we become experts in what our children need us to become experts in. Mm. That is what we do. Yep. 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 Yeah. Very yep. wise and Debs. Yes. Yeah. You, you know, and, it, and it, it also makes it a lot easier when you've got kids who really, like they're working really hard at it. You know how much they want it. You know, so you're willing to do cut your arm off to help them. Yeah, I like it. Well, thanks for cutting your arms off for us. <laughs> um, so I got a question for Jeff now. And uh, so, Jeff, what's like the biggest lesson that you've learned from your mom? Like biggest takeaway thing that's a part of you? Dealing with hockey or with life? I think both kind of go hand in hand, right? Mm, I don't know. She's always, every time I'm over here, giving me some little piece of advice. <laughs> so, uh, 
then write a book. <laughs> Which one should I choose? What's the, what's uh, the advice to your? How about how about life? Let's go life. Yeah. Okay. Um, about life, I don't. She just always be a good person. Like, you know, I don't know if she believes in karma or anything like that, but like, she's she was very big growing up on manners, being polite, caring about people. Um, like literally just everything you would think of to like be a good person. I feel like she jammed down my throat. Uh, no, but like it was always about, you know, like manners. And to this day, anyone who's older than me, I call them Mr. And it's just natural for me and everything. They always get to laugh, you know, like somebody's five years older than me who's got, you know, a six-year-old kid out on the ice. I'm calling him Mr. And they're like, Jeff, I'm barely older than you. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm t- I always have to apologize and all the people who were adults when I was a kid and they're a little bit older. Now I see them. I still call them Mr. So-and-so, Mrs. So-and-so. And, you know, we always get a good laugh out of that. And I'm just like, you know, that's, that's what my mom instilled in me is respect your elders, respect everyone, be a good person, those kind of things. But you know what she made me do? And this is actually hilarious because we have the longest last name ever. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> She made me answer the phone this way up until high school. If the, the house phone rang and kids nowadays, you don't even know what a house phone is, but cell phones didn't used to be a thing. Um, the house phone would ring and I would have to answer it. I would say, hello, Lavecchio's residence. How may I help you? <laughs> or hello, you have reached the Lavecchio's residence. How may I help you? Like what? What? So, you know, I'm in sixth grade trying to wheel the Thanks for coughing. I'm trying to wheel the honeys <laughs> at sixth grade, so I give them my home number. They call me, and my geeky ass is talking to some girl I got a crush on. Hello, Lavecchio's residence. How may I help you? And they're like, okay, I don't want to talk to this guy ever again. So uh, thanks for making me answer the phone that way. Well, it's just like a dad doesn't want uh, his daughter to date anybody. That was kind of her way of like the dad putting the shotgun at the front porch when the the boy comes over to pick the daughter up. You know, that's like the mom's way of doing that for you, having the straight straight up girl repellent that that, uh, phone answering system we had. And I tried to fight so hard against it. You know, you know, my dad, like. Easy breezy Philly cheese. He's he's like I don't really care. And I'm like Dad, come on! I can't answer the phone this way. <laughs> oh, you better have respect. Hello, Lavecchio's president. How may I help you? Like, come on, Mom. <laughs> Kyle, I think this has literally scarred him for life. <laughs> this is, <laughs> you know. But you also said to me later on. You know, Mom, I'm really glad you taught me manners because everybody appreciates it. No, that is true. I mean, yes. Yeah. And I think that goes hand in hand why I care about helping people so much. And I always like putting money in the, the, you know, the people ringing the bells at Christmas. Like if I walk past one of those, I got to give them whatever's in my pocket. Um, You know, and I think like all of those things and like caring about people and wanting to help people, I think it was all instilled in me from my mom and, and her you know, view on life and how, you know, everyone should be helping everyone and those, those kind of things. And as far as hockey goes, it was just always, my mom and dad were the same. It was just like, do your best, like whatever your best is, like, give it, if you want something, you have to work for it. And you know, that's, that was huge. And both my mom and my dad instilled that in me luckily, because I was not good naturally that or that good naturally. Um, and so like that, that just, it was just always there. Like, okay, like you want, you want to be good, like work harder. And so, you know, that just became a part of me. I like it. 
I like it. Good job, Carl. Good mommy. Thanks. Thanks. Good mommy. <laughs> minus the minus the phone answering service. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's funny. That's funny. Well, I think the biggest thing that my mom like uh, instilled in me was just you even said it before. Mom was just like try to take a positive out of everything. You know, there's there's a lot of tough situations that uh, that we all go through. You know, in in hockey and in life, and uh, I think that's the most valuable lesson that you kind of taught me was uh, it was just you know care about people and and um, mm-hmm. you know try to find the good in, in everybody and everything. And uh, it's as hard at times for sure, um, specifically when people aren't treating other people the right way, and and you kind of see it, but. You know, if you if you try hard enough, you you really can. You can see the good in in every situation and and uh, and every person. So, I'm very thankful to you that uh, that you taught me that. And uh, you know, it's uh, something I still try and use today. You know, so I don't know if you were trying to do that yeah. or not, but you certainly did. <laughs> you two are. We're so proud of the two of you. I mean, we couldn't ask for better, better young men than you guys have become. We're very proud of you guys. Yes, we are. And? And what? Oh, you guys are done? I was waiting for more tire pumps. (laughs) (laughs) Go on. (laughs) (laughs) See, if you guys have listened to these, then you know that Jeff, at least once, usually twice per episode, there's a little bit of what we call a humble brag. You know, yes. <laughs> I'm sure that surprises yes. you guys very, very much. <laughs> um, it's very fun. It's very fun to listen to. I like it. I like it. Well, there's one more question that I had for you guys that um, isn't necessarily about our relationships, but just being a hockey mom in general. Um, I wrote a blog about a month ago, just uh, you know, talking about how the youth hockey culture isn't where it needs to be, and I think the solution, honestly, is for more women to get involved. You know, I think more women need to be hockey directors. I think more women need to coach boy teams. I think more women need to be involved in in the highest rungs of USA hockey. I think. You know, diversity is shown in in any boardroom and any organization. The more diversity there is, the the better the outcomes and productivity. Um, and I think women just have a, a much better way about going about you know tough situations and risk management and things like that. There's even studies that have been done about that. Um, you know, we are the masters at organized chaos. You right? are sure, and. <laughs> <laughs> But, but with that, so like, I'm, I'm a big believer in that. And I, and I encourage if there's women listening to this, get involved, you know, whether it's with your, your kids hockey team, their organization, you know, USA uh, up the, up the rungs in the ladder of USA hockey, more women need to be involved. Um, that would be my advice to, to hockey moms, but you know, what would you guys give as advice to, to hockey moms out there? Because the, the youth hockey world, the youth hockey circuit can be, you know, it can be a grind and it can be crazy. And, you know, you're schlepping, you know, multiple kids to multiple rinks and, and traveling and spending all this money and, and, and all that kind of stuff. It can be pretty crazy, but, you know, as two women that have been through it and have seen their kids do some pretty cool things in in the hockey world, what would some advice be to some hockey moms that are out there that might be listening to this right now? Enjoy it. Just enjoy it. 
Um, I never thought about what was next. I always enjoyed the moment that we were in because I really never knew what was next. And um, being involved, you know, you can help make it a better experience for everybody. You know, um, Colleen, with the work that she did in St. Louis, I loved running tournaments. I ran a ton of tournaments. You know, always made a fun events about it. But if you can make it fun and enjoy the moment and not worry about what's next or what everybody else is doing, um, that would be my advice, I think. Yeah, and I, I would say I agree with that. Enjoy every moment because, you know, it, it comes to an end sooner or later. Um, it, I, I, we've made so many friends, like I said before, that we still have today since the first hockey team that Jeff was on. Um, and, you know, just don't take it all too seriously. Um, mm-hmm. let, let the kids have fun. Let them enjoy it. Let them learn. Um, and it's a conscious effort. It is it's a, a conscious, conscious effort. effort yes. to not take it seriously. It's a conscious yes. effort to be positive. It's a conscious effort Mm -hmm. to show good character. I mean, it's constant. It's, it's easier to be negative. It's easier to, you know, be crazy. And and especially when there's other people that are crazy around you, you know, you, you just don't measure your kid against anybody else because they all develop differently, just like they do in all facets of their lives. You know, that some are really good when they're younger, some aren't, but then they're the ones that make it all the way. It doesn't, when they're young, it doesn't matter. You can't be looking too far ahead. You just want them to have a good time and enjoy it. And, and whatever happens, happens. They're, and they're the ones that make it happen, not you. Right. I mean, you help We're the them. supporters, right? <sighs> well, We're the supporters. I don't know. I mean, little Johnny's peewee team needs to be in the top five in the country. I don't even know if you guys know this, but there's a a website out there right now called myhockeyrankings.com, which Uh has this like crazy weird algorithm that, you know, ranks teams. I think they do even maybe even sports, but certainly peewee teams. So (laughs) I see you shaking your head. Uh, You're probably like, thank God we didn't have that when we were parents because you're nuts. You're right. Yeah, but Topher, Topher, but we did. We it just wasn't out there. You know, I did scorekeeping a lot, and I put the stats up, and I had parents complaining, calling me that their son didn't get credit for an assist or something like that. Well, I'm just writing down the number that the referee is telling me who scored, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, pe- people, whatever they have access to, they can go crazy. Today, there's definitely a lot more social media and texting and things like that. Thank mm-hmm. God we didn't have that. Mm-hmm. But, um, you, ha- it, it's, you, have to, you have to deal with that kind of stuff and you have to learn. I mean, I don't even know, you know, how you learn to deal with that. You just kind of do. You yeah. Just throw another party. Right, Colleen? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's funny. Like assign, assign that person's staff. 
Yes. It's funny because I remember like being in the hotels when we were younger and, you know, you and dad, specifically dad, be coming up to the room at like 3 a.m. and waking me up and being like, what are they doing out so late? And now I'm like, oh, (laughs) (laughs) yep, got it. Got it now. Bob and Debbie Scott leading the charge to the bar. <laughs> I will no, I gotta tell you one funny story. It's a um it's a, a Irene Roner Irene Roder story. Oh wow. So okay, so were, here let me give a little were, bit let me get a, a little bit of uh um background in this. So Irene Roder is the mom of Kevin Roder. Kevin Roder played uh with me at the Chicago Steel. He actually played with me in like mites and growing up and uh he went on to be uh, a captain at Miami of Ohio and uh he was on that team that uh actually went to the national championship game uh, against BU and lost. He was the guy that blocked the shot then it went off his butt up, 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 up in overtime and over the goalies. Uh, oh, over I the remember goalies. that. Yeah, oh. yeah. Um, so Rhodes, he was a warrior. So go ahead with the Irene Roder story because I'm sure this is good. She was a beauty. She was awesome. So they were mites, and they, we were at a hotel, and Bobby and I were the strict parents, right? So Topher was not allowed to leave his floor. All the kids are running around having fun, right? And there's Topher sitting on our floor by himself. (laughs) So Irene sent the whole team to our room. (laughs) She said, okay, you're not going to let Topher have fun. We're going to let the team have fun in your room. She taught me a lesson very early on that you, yeah. Okay, tell go have fun. <laughs> but here, yeah, I, I'll never forget that. And so that was like a lesson learned early on that these kids are here to have fun, right? And they're if they're in a group and they're doing things and it's social, it's a great experience. Yeah. Well, well we had... Uh, you taught me that very early on. Well, we certainly had a blast in, in our hockey careers, and we love you guys, and we wouldn't uh, have been able to do it if it wasn't for you. And, Jeff, you got, uh, you got one more thing you want to say here? Yeah, I just, you know, just want to say, like, obviously thank you to my mom and, and all hockey moms because I think it's probably a little bit less today with the AAA organizations. I mean, I know at least ours, the team takes buses everywhere they go um, for the road trips, you know, unless they're super far and they got to fly. But – Back when I, when we were kids, like teams didn't really take buses that much. Like my mom literally drove me everywhere. And if my dad was working, he wouldn't be able to come. So it'd just be like me, you know, my mom, my sister and I, like we always together. And then my dad, luckily was an entrepreneur, so he could take time off when he wanted. So usually we'd all be riding together everywhere we'd go. And like, those are like my fondest memories, you know, and sometimes a buddy or two would come in our big van and we'd watch Mighty Ducks one, two, and three, every single road trip. And (laughs) I bonded with my sister a lot over those road trips, you know, watching movies in the back of the van on VHS kids right now, you're laughing because you don't even know what that means. And you know, like that, it was every, you know, for St. Louis, it was every single weekend we had to go out of town because teams um, like you were too good to come to us. You said you wouldn't come to St. Louis to play. That was Um, the manager's decision. And I believe you have her on the phone right now. So if you'd like to, uh, if you'd like to air that out, go ahead. (laughs) 
that triple a league, Michigan national hockey league, uh, or whatever it was <laughs> NHL, they got together and said they would not come to St. Louis. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we had to go on a lot of road trips and, you know, I was so much bonding time with my mom and with my sister and my dad and, you know, and all the guys on my team, it was the same. It was almost always the moms driving and, you know, all of my best friends in St. Louis growing up, you know, Paul Stasny, Sean Muncy, like all these guys, like we're all so close with our moms because we were always with them growing up. They sacrificed a lot of time, energy, and money. And I wouldn't be where I am today. And, you know, I mean, I'm not playing in the NHL, but I am literally living a dream life. I don't work in an office. You know, I get to hang out with hockey players all day and train them and, and coach them. And, you know, that it's a pretty good life I have. And literally I owe it all to, to my mom driving me around everywhere. Aww. <laughs> I remember too. So my, my parents had a big suburban, you know, cause we had the four kids and everything. And I don't even think you can get away with this today, but we would put down the middle seats in the suburban. And so it'd be almost like a floor and we'd literally play shinny hockey on our knees. Like oh as we were driving down the highway. Um, Unreal. so yeah, a little parenting hack right there for, well, maybe that's, Maybe not. That was me. I don't think I knew this story. (laughs) Oh, you? Yes, you did. Quit trying to play like you didn't know. I've bullcorn at Deb. (laughs) (laughs) You knew that you were right there in there. You were probably playing at some point too. But um, no, this this was so cool. This was awesome being able to do this for sure. I've had a I've had a blast being able to do this, and you know, for all the hockey moms out there, like Jeff said. You know, you guys make the the hockey world go round, and uh, we can't thank you two enough for for everything that you've done for us, um, both inside and outside of hockey. We wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you guys, literally and figuratively. Um, so thank you for all that you've done, and uh, yeah, look forward to some more hockey memories down the road with uh, some grandbabies. You know. <laughs> thank you for having Grand- us, and love you, we Dad. Love you guys. Love you guys. All right, love you too. Love you, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>